It is Thursday. It is January 6th. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We are happy to have you here. As always, thanks for the check-ins early in the morning. We love seeing you guys up with us. Checking in this morning on our studio and text line at 702-364-9400. We have Brian S., who's a 7th grade ELA teacher, checking in. Lisa Lisa, Nelsie J., Rick, Diane, and Sarah, Rudy, Wayne, Turtle, and Boople. We have Corey checking in. Jan, Jessica, Raul, David, the security uh, supervisor, Tracy, Zach, Sandel, Cujo, Lance, the Texas Moore family, Buckeye Bob is listening this morning and then checking in on Twitter. Make sure you follow us. We have a lot of stuff that goes out throughout the day at Mercedes in the AM. We have Maria checking in, Melodies, Michelle, Martin, Mike, lots of M's there. Uh, Anna is checking in and so is Anna or, or two Anna. Oh, Anna Barnes. And okay. Wow. We have a lot of Anna's listening this morning so there you go good morning how are you great great i'm still trying to recreate that medicine ball drink that we did from starbucks on try tuesday and so i, I went to sprouts and i got three i just tried it now for the first time this is not even close i mean it's somewhat like the starbucks thing but not really so I'm, i have bigelow tea mint medley so i got that in there i got perfect peach from bigelow i got that in there and then i went with something that's called puka Lemon, ginger, and manuka honey. So I have three different teas mixed together trying to create that medicine ball, and it's just, it's just not the same. Well, you also have to put lemonade in there and honey. That's what's in it. Yeah, and yeah, so I was thinking, so I should use, they're using real honey. I was thinking yeah. maybe this uh, this uh, puka with lemon, ginger, and manuka honey, a tea, would give it that flavor, but it doesn't. It's lacking something. Yeah, it's not going to be the same, but at least, you know, you saved yourself a couple of bucks. I mean... Can't always afford to go to Starbucks every single day. <laughs> that would add up. But yeah, it's yeah. just tr- trying to re- re- recreate the magic, but not there. So that's where I just did the taste test right before the show started. I was hoping I had it, but it's not there. Yeah, there's uh, there's nothing like the original. I've had so many people ask me questions about that drink and, you know, how, how do I get it? How do I order it? And it's uh, it, it I, I really thought that was a, a well-known thing. I am shocked to know that it wasn't known. And I remember the way I found out about it, it was like five years ago I was sick went through the Starbucks drive-thru and uh, I ordered something and I was stuffy I was congested and the nice Starbucks barista goes I'm gonna throw in um, a drink also called the medicine ball for you because you just sound like you're not having a great day <laughs> and I was like oh okay so I got my coffee but then she also gave me a small medicine ball and I drank that thing, and it was like it magic. It, it it was just it was so great, and I was that's the first time I ever heard of it. I'm like, why is this not on the menu? And she's like, it's on our secret menu. <laughs> it was really cute. <laughs> that's like a, a drug dealer got you. First taste was free. I need more. I'm needy. I'm, I'm Jones. Yeah, I in wanted here. it after now that. Now I gotta go back. You gave us a taste on Tuesday. We're all craving some more. <laughs> How you doing over there? I'm doing well. Um, my husband, he has been down with down with the sickness, down with the COVID, down with the COVID, <laughs> and uh, so he is. Is doing so much better now. I'm so excited. And today is his day 10. So he gets to, we finally, after today, get to sleep at the same bed. Um, so when I get home,
home, he and I are going to have to do a deep clean on, you know, everywhere he's been, which has been basically two rooms, uh, the guest room and the guest bathroom. He comes down occasionally down to the kitchen, you know, masked up and stuff to get stuff that he needs when we're not there. But so I'm looking forward to our deep clean today and then finally being able to sleep in the same bed because I just cannot sleep well without him next to me. It is like... Oh my gosh, my I keep, I just wake up. I every I hear every noise. It's just I don't know what it is. I'm so dependent on him being there. Based on Matt's comments yesterday to his doctor, I, when he said as soon as we get home, Matt and I are going to go into do a. I thought there was going to be something else after no, that. Before no. deep clean first, and then maybe that other thing Matt wants after that. That's going to be a little while. I I still don't trust it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know tests say one thing, but you know, I I still don't want to catch anything. You know, <laughs> something in the back of your mind too. Like, ah, do we have to kiss? Yeah, we're not. We'll hold hands for now yes. and then High I'm going to sanitize after <laughs> no I'm just kidding but I'm so glad he's doing so much better he still has a little bit of congestion but everything is coming back a-okay and he he feels so much better he's been exercising he goes out for walks and so I'm just glad to see that he's uh doing so much better and so excited to welcome him back into our room it's been it's <laughs> it's been weird yeah it's interesting I'm glad to hear, glad to hear Matt's uh he beat the COVID so good for yeah, him yeah so let's get things started time for the pre-show you pick them you guys get to pick the first song of the show. Do you want to hear Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson? Do you want to hear Got You Where I Want You by The Flies? Do you want to hear The First Cut is the Deepest by Sheryl Crow? The first cut is the deepest. Baby, I know. The first cut is the deepest. Those are your choices. Get your votes in now. It's easy to vote. You can tweet us at Mercedes in the AM. You can vote on our Facebook page. We have an area for you to vote right there. Or you can text or call us 702-364-9400. We'll count your votes now and reveal the winner next on Mix 94.1. We never gossip. Or would we? Let's go. Time for the Daily Dirt on Mix 94.1. Billie Eilish is likely to make her second Coachella appearance in April, but this time as a headliner. So she first performed in 2019, which was the last Coachella because 2020 and 2021 were canceled. Now Kanye West is also rumored to be headlining. The first and only confirmed musical act is Swedish House Mafia, but it's unclear if they are the headliners. Now the festival's original 2022 headliners were going to be Frank Ocean, Rage Against the Machine, and Travis Scott. Frank said he'll do it in 2023. Rage dropped out, and well, Travis Scott has a couple other things going on, so most likely he's not going to be at Coachella. Coachella is slated for Friday to start Friday, April 15th. Yeah, it's um, and it, it, it's going to be interesting to see like w- what uh, what happens as far as that goes. Like, uh, same amount of people allowed? Are they going to be scaling back at all? Like, what's going on? Yeah, hopefully we're in a better spot come April, but you never know how things are going with everything. And will it? We miss it a, a third year in a row. My gosh! So kind. Kanye West is now dating Julia Fox. And well, here's an interesting connection. Julia did a Barbie and Ken photo shoot with none other than Pete Davidson back in 2019. It was for Paper Mag. And since Pete is dating Kim, 
and Julia's dating Kanye, we're now seeing these photos start to resurface. Ah, bring them out from the archives. A little publicity there. Yeah, look at this. Oh, wait, our new flames were once connected in a photo shoot. Let's put the photos out there. Brittany, now that she is free from her conservatorship, she's tried a lot of new things, including wine. So she posted on Instagram that she had her first glass of red wine in 13 years. Brittany turns to you and asks you for a recommendation on a bottle of wine. What are you telling her? Uh, what's your price point? She's like $30 to $50 per bottle. She wants mm. to start on the in-at range. Uh, I would go with a Miomi P- Pinot Noir. That's it. That's right in there in that price point. It's good. It's uh, crisp. It's uh, good flavor. Not too bold. I like that one. Miomi. 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 M e i o m i. Martha Stewart. She's going to open her first restaurant this spring at the Paris Hotel here in Las Vegas. It's going to be called the Bedford by Martha Stewart, and this is named after her country house in Bedford, New York. And Martha says that. She has toyed with the idea for a long, long time, and this is an opportunity to extend the brand in an area where I've always wanted to be but never really did enter. She's designing it, and it's fashioned after the winter house at her farm in Bedford. There's a kitchen, a dining room, a brown room, a green room. The menu will include favorite items that she cooks for her family and friends, and ingredients will be sourced from local farmers, uh, local farmer markets, and, and farms here in the area. That's cool. She, she I'm sure surprised it's taken her so long to get in here. Yeah, when I saw that, I'm like, she's not already in Las Vegas, yeah. but she's she's coming. So the weekend is dropping his new album, Dawn FM, tomorrow, and he shared the track list. The album features 16 tracks. So Mercedes, pick a number between one and 16. The title of the track will describe how your weekend will be. Eleven. Starry eyes. Ah, I like that. Steph, pick a number between one and 16. That'll describe how your weekend will be. Two. Gasoline. Yes, I need to go to Costco and get some gas. (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) Steph, pick a number for me. Sixteen. That's the last one, right? Phantom Regret by Jim. Oh, wow. Do you have Mm. a buddy named Jim? I don't. Maybe that's the Jim Carrey one. It must be, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So the weekend, that new brand album comes out tomorrow, and the weekend is broadcasting live tonight with the 103.5 Dawn FM live stream experience at 9 p.m. on the Amazon Music Channel on Twitch and in the Amazon Music app. So get a taste of the weekend's new album tonight, starting at nine o'clock. We'll have more dirt coming up in the seven o'clock hour. Here is Justin Bieber and the Kid Leroy. It's Mix 94.1. Welcome to another episode of Mercedes in the Morning, show number 1542. And now, here's your hosts, Mercedes and JC. Good morning. Uh, uh, uh. Welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, I should clear my throat before I start talking. <laughs> Welcome. It is Thursday, January 6th. Thank you guys so much for joining us this morning, almost to the weekend. I am, um, I'm noticing some little changes in the afternoon where the sun is is staying out a little longer. We're kind of like just gradually getting our days a little longer. And I like that a lot. And the sunsets have been really great. My poor mom, I was talking to her yesterday and Denver just had a, uh, they've had a bunch of snow dumped on them. They have more snow dumped on them last night. So she's like, oh. yeah, we're just, uh, we're just staying home. There's not a whole lot we're doing around here. Yeah. Perfect weather. Today's going to be sunny, 64. And I, I noticed that too last night, leaving channel eight, getting out on, on the later side. I'm like, God, oh, it's lighter out later. This is a nice feeling. I'm a big fan of that. I'm, I'm right. I, hopefully, maybe that was the peak of winter during that week between Christmas and New Year's Eve, with that wind, that cold, that rain. That was just I didn't. I wasn't a fan of that. And I grew up in the Northeast, the snow and everything. But 
I just wasn't a fan of that stuff a couple weeks ago. I actually, I did like it, and maybe it was because I was kind of stuck at home and had nowhere to go, and it, that's like good napping weather. Mm-hmm. But when you're out in the elements, it's not so great. So, yeah, it really depends on what your plans are. That's for sure. Yeah, this, people always ask about, like, you know, what's it like with the snow, growing up in the snow? That's ex- you, you nailed it right there on the head, because... If it snowed and I was in for the weekend or had no plans and could just relax and look outside and watch other people deal with the chaos and it just I wasn't a part of it, I was totally fine with it. But anytime you had to drive in the snow or go out there and you have ice on your windshield, you got to scrape it off. That's when the stuff just got to me. Shoveling was the thing I hated. My dad would always make me and my brother go out and shovel the driveway, and it was like, oh. <laughs> and, and there was there's such a difference. Uh, in types of snow if it was like the light fluffy one no problem that we can get that knocked out in 20 minutes if it's that heavy wet snow oh my gosh that was so hard there's just so many different types of snow sometimes it was like the real crunchy kind of snow where when you dug the shovel in it made that crackling noise and then it was kind of fluffy but kind of heavy there's just it was it's crazy did you have multiple shovels because we had a couple different types of shovels one was just for that a push shovel so which was great when it was that light snow and then there was one that was for for the heavy snow and it had it wasn't like a straight the handle of the shovel wasn't straight it had like a bend in it to help you with your back because a lot of people would blow out their backs they go to pick up that heavy snow and lift it up and then all of a sudden they realize oh i said something bad to my back so the shovel was designed to not hurt your back when you picked up the heavy snow oh yeah we just had our regular shovels that we use for every kind of snow and then our neighbors got a snow blower and they were awesome they would come over it, they do theirs, but then they just keep going through ours. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is great. Except they don't lead to our sidewalk. They wouldn't do our driveway. And I always wanted to say, like, hey, while you're here, could you just <laughs> run up there so we don't have to go out and shovel the driveway? But, yeah, that was those are things that I definitely do not miss. You don't have to deal with that a lot living here in Las Vegas. When I went back home to Pennsylvania for Christmas, I, I got in my rental car and I'm driving. and I, I, took a, I took a turn. I heard something like tumble in the backseat of the car and I had nothing in the backseat of the car. I'm like, what is that? And I look back and it was the ice scraper because that is standard. You need to have an ice scraper in your car if you're living anywhere with, with cold weather. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I used to love my dad would get up before me and he'd go out if I was driving to school mm-hmm. and he would turn my car on and have it nice and warm mm. for me when I would go in. He'd go, he'd get up just to make sure I had a nice warm car to go and he'd scrape off the windshield for me. It was so awesome. Those are the little things if you did live in a snowy area to show someone else that you, you truly do love them. Wiping off their car like your neighbor did, just going over and snow blowing and doing something in your neighbor's driveway to help out a little bit. That little extra care when it comes to, to snowfall. Oh yeah, that was the best. I look forward to that. Well, luckily we don't have to deal with that and the weather's gotten a little bit warmer here, too. It's, you know, it's 42 right now, that which is very cold. But at least it's, you know, we're not talking about 30s, 20s, or anything like that. 60s. That's poolside weather oh, this afternoon. Man, Are you kidding me? Seriously. It's a great day. Coming up on today's show, we have That Was Awkward uh, right around 8 o'clock. Also in the 8 o'clock hour, we have plans for you this weekend. You're going to go see Sebastian Maniscalco over at Encore Theater at Wynn. He is here on Saturday. We have your tickets at 825 when you win heads up. And up next is What's Trending. What do you got for us? Well, it is official. The Grammys are postponed, but will they be moving a lot closer? Yellowstone goes out with a bang, and today's your last day to try to get some of this 90s product. That's all coming up next in What's Trending. Adele, easy on me. This is Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the Morning. Mercedes in the Morning's What's Trending on Mix 94.1. Okay, let's see. What is trending this morning? Well, uh, where is my trending? 
Ah, uh, sorry. That's I'm, right. I'm kind of distracted here. What am I doing? Um, how you doing? Good. Did this help? No. There we go. Yellowstone is trending. The show's season finale set a new record for the Paramount Network. The fourth season ended with a series high 9.3 million total viewers. Now, just to put that into perspective, that was up 81% from the season three finale, which had 5.2 million viewers. Additionally, Yellowstone was the number one most social show on Sunday. Everyone was tweeting, posting about it. Um, If you don't watch, Yellowstone follows the Dutton family, led by John Dutton, who's played by Kevin Costner, who controls the largest uh, contiguous ranch in the United States under constant attack by by those who want to come into their borders, land developers, um, America's first national park. He, there's an Indian reservation. It's it's a really good show, and if you haven't seen it, you should definitely put it on your your to do list or to view list for sure. Anyone uh, that watches the show that has a dog is your dog mesmerized by the opening to the show? Because as soon as this show comes on, I I, I, I roll through the the opening scene um, because Jax is just enthralled by the music. He just looks up, and then there's there's horses and cattle and stuff running and moving around in the opening uh, sequence and he's just mesmerized by the whole thing. Yeah, I, I, I can't speak on that. I'm guessing that just seeing um, other animals probably... My, actually, my dogs, they hated horses on TV. They what would they? bark every time they saw them. I don't know why... They, and people swimming. Those were the Those two the things two that they the hated on TV. Only Max. Molly didn't care, but it was cool Max. To... He would just go nuts. It's funny how that stuff works. Yeah. Grammys are trending this morning. As we reported, the Grammy Awards have officially been postponed due to COVID concerns. Now, no new date has been confirmed as of yet. And sources are saying that the show will probably move to April or May, which would rule out holding it at the crypto.com arena because they traditionally require a 10 day plus lockout of the venue. And nearly every night has a basketball or hockey game or a concert through mid April there. So there's no way they're going to be able to block out 10 days so that they could have the Grammys. Now the rumored move is either going over to the Hollywood bowl, which they say there are some really big logistical problems on that or Moving it here to Las Vegas, where the Latin Grammys have been held six of the last eight years. Plenty of space here. And the Billboard Music Awards were always here in Las Vegas. And then they went to L.A. when the pandemic arrived. So we'll take the Grammys here. Sure thing. Yeah, that's uh, that would be really interesting. It sounds like there's, um, you know, just to give a hint of what's to come in the hot three. It sounds like there's a couple of things that are thinking about moving to Las Vegas. Are you talking about that uh, that big one that might be coming here? Yeah, Yeah. it's just crazy. We could have a busy month or busy February, that is. Oh, just busy year in general, too. Yeah, this is just going to be crazy. So we'll keep you posted on that. And then finally this morning, Crystal Pepsi is trending. Can you believe it's been 30 years since the failure of Crystal Pepsi? Maybe that was before your time. It was basically... Pepsi with no color. It looked like Sprite, but when you drank it, it tastes like Pepsi, and it was just like the weirdest thing ever. Pepsi is celebrating this milestone by launching a Twitter contest where they're asking people to post photos of themselves from the 90s with the hashtags show us your 90s and Pepsi sweepstakes. Now, it ends today. 300 winners 
are going to win some Crystal Pepsi, but there's no indication right now that it's going to be made available in stores. That could change. We'll see. Crystal Pepsi was only around for about a year in the early 90s. It did not sell well. They stopped making it, but they brought it back several times in the past few years for very brief runs. I was definitely not a fan of it. Yeah, maybe I tried it. It was, yeah, it didn't do anything for me. Yeah, it was just... I was having a hard time matching the taste to the how it looked. It messes with your head. Yeah, it, it just didn't work for me. And that is what's trending. Mix 94.1. It's Mercedes in the morning. 635 on Thursday. So every every parent thinks that their little one is a genius, a miracle baby, smarter than everyone else. But apparently... Cardi B has proof in her Instagram story yesterday. She shared that her four month old son is already talking four months old. She says, I'm not exaggerating. The baby is talking. She says, I put this on everything I love in the name of Jesus Christ. Like she literally put it all out there. So she says that offset her, her, um, are they married? Or is she, are they just still together? They are together? married. Okay. I'm just taking a wild guess. I think they are married. Okay. Yeah. Well, he witnessed it. Um, she said, she asked if her son loved his mommy and he replied, yeah. So she asked him the same question again and he replied back like, yeah, not, not, not even like, <laughs> it was just a full on. Yeah. And then she says it got even crazier. She was watching, they were watching Coco Melon on Tuesday and she said clear as day that he said the word hello while singing if you're happy and you know it. Like he just went hello. <laughs> she said it's so crazy. She doesn't know if it's the pandemic, if this is normal. She says she wants to put cameras up all over her house 24-7 so she can capture it. But Cardi B says her four-month-old is already talking. So here's your chance to brag about your kid. What did your kid did that you you have not even seen another kid do? Or maybe they did earlier than everyone. And, and do you believe this? Like four months old. I like I want to believe it, but at the same time part of me is like, well maybe like the cooing sounded like a yeah or a hello cuz that seems very early. But who knows? There babies are very smart and maybe maybe this one is just a baby Einstein. For those that don't have kids, what's the average age for a child to start talking? Um well, they say that they say typically that girls speak before boys and boys walk before girls. That's what I was always told by our doctors. I don't know if they've changed that or anything. But so my daughter, Sophie, did start talking pretty early. Uh, she started talking, I'd say, at like 10 or 11 months. She was just before the age of one. Um, I think the typical age is around one when they start saying words. If there are any pediatricians who know, I know that there's a whole thing like they should be saying this many words by this age, this many words by this age and whatever. Brooklyn, she actually did not speak for a long time. I had to take her to a speech therapist because they were worried about her. Like, why is she not speaking? And it was so interesting because the speech therapist, the the first thing after she observed her for a while, she goes, does she have an older sibling? And I was like, yeah, how did you know that? And she's like, that's why she's not speaking. She's like, her older sibling is speaking for her, isn't she? And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, when she wants something, and she's like, bah, 
doesn't her older sibling say like Brooklyn wants some milk and I'll be like oh okay like that she was her translator and she says that happens to a lot of younger siblings that the older one will start translating for them it's really interesting so fascinating we actually have audio of Cardi B and her her, her four month old allegedly talking here's that audio <laughs> actually, okay go ahead oh it's not it oh, is, is this it I stopped it. No, that's it. That's it. That I was, that was just going to be my funny, um, my funny punchline. Oh, I'm sorry. Step <laughs> up. There's, there's audio in the yeah. hockey, so I can hold off on it. No, it's fine. It did. I was going to say this is what it sounded like when Cardi B's kids started talking. Oh my god, what is that? Oh my god. What is that? That's just like a Cardi B trending Got sound. It. Oh, That's I thought it was. I, I saw Cardi B audio is on the no, hockey. I thought good. that was the, from the story you were just talking about. All good. Okay, this this text says my kid started full on walking at eight months old. Eight, what? Eight months? Like that's that's impressive. Can anyone beat that? 702-364-9400. And what did your kid do early? Or maybe if you're one of our junior listeners, one of our kids that listen, what what do you want to brag about? What can you do that you don't know a lot of people that can do it or have done it? Let's talk to Diane. Diane, what do you think? walking that to me that's just still like the the crawling age like like the army crawl <laughs> kind of pulling themselves along that's pretty impressive that's a braggable moment for sure let's talk to ashley ashley brag about your kid um, my son started talking at five months old. He would scream, ma, ma, and his first big word was hot dog, and he got his teeth at three months old. <laughs> <laughs> hot dog? Oh, my gosh. So many things to unpack here. First of all, five yes. months. That's crazy. Second, yes. Secondly, let's talk about hot dog. How did that become part of his vernacular? Uh, the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Oh, hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity, diggity dog. dog. <laughs> we were just talking about that yesterday. I love that song. And then the teeth at three months. Now, this is a personal question. I apologize. I'm just I always think about this. Were you breastfeeding at the time? I was not. He's actually adopted. We got him four days. Uh, we found out about him and got him four days later. So oh. I didn't get the pleasure of breastfeeding. That um, I, that would be, uh, I have friends who breastfeed children with teeth, and sometimes they say it's very difficult. I can imagine. Very what difficult. What are they biting back? Oh, my goodness. This one says, I don't know the average age that people learn chess, but my four-year-old knows how to play chess full on and correctly and sets up the board in pieces accurately. Okay, you have, like, the next Bobby Fisher. it sounds like. That's impressive. Uh, this one says, "My fr- a friend of mine's son took his first steps at six months, fully walking at seven. That's from Tiffany. And then this one says, my daughter was saying uncle at three and a half months old and walking at nine months. My son was showing her how, and she replied, like this, and took off running. Hasn't stopped yet. Okay, so Cardi B, that's impressive, but I think that... Um, there are a lot of people who have some pretty impressive kids. That's that's incredible. Yeah, Las Vegas kids got your beat, Cardi wow. B. Hot 3 is up next. What do you got for us? All right, so we're six days into the new year, and a lot of you had those resolutions. First of all, how are you doing? And second of all, what are the hardest things to give up for New Year's? Also, 
Have you taken ha, have you taken down your Christmas tree yet? Today's the day you're supposed to. We'll explain why. And you will not believe what a guy was charged when his Uber got stuck in a traffic jam. All of that is coming up next in the Hot 3. It's time for the Mercedes Hot 3 on Mitch 94.1. The Hot 3 is brought to you by attorney Paul Powell. More lawyer, less speed. Well, if you chose to give up something as part of a New Year's resolution, you've now made it five days. Maybe you gave up something easy. Maybe you gave up something much more difficult. Well, a new survey came up with a list of the 15 hardest things to give up for New Year's. And the number one spot went to chocolate. Chocolate oh. was number one, the hardest thing to give up for New Year's. It beat out meat, which was the runner up, thanks to all the people that are going vegetarian for, for January. Bread was number three, followed by driving, alcohol, potato chips, cake, social media, and wine. Those were your top answers. Some of the other things on the list uh, that are hard to give up for New Year's include cookies, smoking, beer, takeout food, sweets, and clothes uh, clothes shopping. So most of these things are just meant to be temporary, like for January. But 21% of people are already doubting their ability to make it through the month. So why are we doing this? Well, most people are giving up something to improve their health. Other reasons include losing weight, saving money, and just doing it for the challenge. I my my go to snack for years was rice cakes and honey, and I switched it up. So I'm now the opposite. I'm like all in on chocolate. That's all I eat is dark chocolate. I switched it up right before Christmas. So when I get home from from the radio show, I have a couple pieces of dark chocolate after dinner. One or two little pieces of dark tar- chocolate. So that's like my that's now my go to snack. So I, I could, there's no way I could give it up. That's uh, I mean, they say it's it's healthy for you. I mean, obviously you gotta not overindulge. Yeah, not, not a bar yeah, a day or that, something. Yeah, yeah, a little bit a here, a little bit there. It's, it's good too. Not something that you need to really give up if you're getting the the benefits from it. Uh, also, this morning, if you still got a festive fire hazard in your living room, it is a good day to get rid of it. Today is National Take Down Your Christmas Tree Day. Now, real trees they only last about four to five weeks at best. So if you bought yours in early December. It really is a fire hazard now, if it's a real one. Now, the National Fire Protection Association just put out a statement telling people it's time to take them down. They say almost a third of Christmas tree fires happen in January. And if you got a fake tree, they say, feel free to leave it up. You'll just look more and more like a... A Christmas-obsessed person. A recent poll found that the first week of January is the most popular time to take your tree down. And 13% will do it later this month. And 2% say they're going to leave their tree up until at least February. Ours is still up. I haven't. It, this weekend is when I, I haven't had time. So this weekend, I will take it down. And Laura, she still plugs it in every day. I come home from work. The thing is plugged in. It looks just so nice in the corner. So our, this is the longest we've had a Christmas tree up. We've never had it up this late. It's late for us. I like the... I just like how homey my home feels with the Christmas tree up. We did two this year for the first time. And when we took them down, my house looked empty. Mm -hmm. It still looks empty. It looks bare. It looks like we just moved in. I'm like, this is how we lived before that? With all the Christmas decorations gone, it just... 
it seems so empty in my home. I don't know if I am a fan of it. I think I need more clutter. <laughs> <laughs> you realize it after the fact. Yeah. Now I put up Christmas lights for the first time this year. They're still out there on the bushes. I'm not, I stopped plugging those things in. I think New Year's Day may, may have been the last time that I plugged them in. Are your lights still up or did you guy come out and take them down? They're still up, but we turned the timer off on, on them. He was supposed to come yesterday and take them down and... He called at like 6 p.m. and was like, I'm coming. And my husband's like, it's dark. It's like, no. So he's supposed to come this morning and take him down. But yeah, we stopped unplugging him like <laughs> right before New Year's. We were like, okay, Christmas lights, you're dead to us. <laughs> I got one guy who still rocks him in the neighborhood. He's, he's, he's holding on strong. That's, he's happy that we, we can't take that away. Mm-mm. All right. Finally, this morning, hundreds of people got stuck in that big I-95 traffic jam oh. on Monday. We talked about that. But one unlucky guy got stuck while the meter was running, a man named Andrew Peters flew from San Francisco to D.C. on Monday, and he got an Uber from the airport. He was on his way to Richmond, Virginia, which was already a long Uber ride, about 120 miles. But he hadn't heard about the traffic jam, and neither had his driver, apparently. So they ended up stuck in it for nine hours now, at first, Uber only charged him 200 bucks, which is what he was quoted. But then they upped it to $600 after he got dropped off. Their terms and conditions say your fare can change if your trip takes longer than expected. It's to make sure drivers don't, you know, get the, the short end of the stick. But Andrew thinks it's excessive and wants Uber to give him a break. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Be- being stranded one is, is one thing. You got to deal with everything, the cold, the freezing weather, running out of gas, no food, no water. Now you got to deal with a complete stranger that you just met. Think of your last Uber driver. I was in an Uber yesterday. My, my Both of my drivers were awesome. My second driver was fantastic. We had a great conversation. But think of your last Uber driver and now imagine being stuck sitting in the car with them for 24 hours in the cold. Yeah, that would, uh, well, not just that, but just thinking, okay, well, 200 bucks, that's pretty pricey. But then all of a sudden finding out it's $600. Yeah, that's the part that, that I worry about the oh most. Oh, my gosh. All right, coming up next hour, we do have the dirt. And when it comes to the Super Bowl, Dr. Dre could lose millions. I'll explain right around 7.15. Mix 94.1. It's Mercedes in the morning, 6.58. And we were just talking about Christmas trees. Today is National Take Your Christmas Tree Down. Um, today's the day to get rid of it. I know a lot of people are probably going to, if you have them up, you're probably going to keep them up for a little while. We just got a text here. I thought it was really interesting. It says, we have had our Christmas tree up since March 2018. It really saves on storage. So when you just show up over the summer, people show up at this house and it's like there's a Christmas tree up. I act, I personally love that just because it would make me smile it, when I walked into someone's house and there, there's a Christmas tree. Have, have you ever walked into someone's house and you see something you're like, what is that? Just like the Cardi B audio before. Mm-hmm. What? What is that? <laughs> I love when that happens because there's always a story. Yeah, getting the story behind it. I was actually, it was over Christmas break. A friend of ours is moving to Germany and she had a going away party at her grandparents' house. So we went to her grandparents' house and beautiful home. And, and I met her grandfather. I'm just like, hey, you have a wonderful home. And family room, there's a gigantic, gorgeous bird cage and all the fixings of like bird stuff inside of it the the swingy thingy that the birds sit on and look like a couple toys and stuff but it was just it was a gorgeous huge bird cage and i pointed to it and there were, there's no bird in there i'm like where do you guys put the bird you put the bird upstairs when there's a party or something where where's the bird and he says oh the bird passed away a couple years ago I'm like oh i'm, I'm so sorry he says, yeah we just love the look of the bird cage in the family room that we kept it up 
So they had they had a bird for a long time. Bird passes away, but the birdcage be, kind of became a, a fixture in their home. So the thing is just up. No birds, just love the aesthetic. Yes. Of, sometimes you have to just go with, this is the aesthetic of my house. I have a birdcage. No bird. Don't worry about it. You know? <laughs> don't ask any questions. Just enjoy it. What's the weirdest thing that you've seen at someone's home that you've gotten to? Maybe you were working and you walked in and you're like, Okay, I'm not going to ask any questions, but whoa. Or maybe you have something that you have to constantly explain to other people. Like, okay, this is this. Because people always have questions. 702-364-9400. My husband was telling me that his old neighbors, they would always... this. He always thought this was weird. Whenever they had dinner, like they would invite him over for dinner all the time. Like, do you, are you staying for dinner, Matt? And, and, and he would... And they would always set a plate for the dog at the dinner table like they they had a big old table and it was okay so i think it was matt's friend and i think he had a little brother or sister but then there was always a spot for the dog so the dog would actually sit on the chair like jump up sit on the chair and then they'd put something on the plate for the dog and he'd sit there and eat with the family. And he always said it's the weirdest thing that he has ever seen. That's a great... I'm just I'm envisioning that right now, though. A little, little kid Matt just sitting there with his buddy and stuff. And then there's the dog kind of... Oh, oh. He, he said he at first it was weird, but then they, every time he would stay over, he just expected. Like, the, like oh, is the dog coming? And then they put his dog's plate right there next to his meatloaf or whatever. Have you ever seen anything really weird in someone else's home? 702 three six four ninety four hundred that's that's funny that both of these have had to do with pets that stuff yeah would you straighten up if you're having like a service provider come into your home because we had our carpets cleaned by zero res and and they came in the house and everything and i remember one time i forgot to straighten up because normally they just do it they do a couple areas but this one time i wanted to do upstairs in the one bedroom where i keep all my clothes and stuff it was just there's you know wear and tear on the carpet and and they went up and did their thing and i remember when they left that's where I have like my hamper. And I looked over at the hamper and there's like my underwear and all this other stuff just kind of scattered on top of it. It's like, ah. We can I mean, zero I mean, resify your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> we can clean anything. Look, JC, we clean these. But after the like, normally I straighten that stuff up and I don't want that, you know, underwear and unmentionables out when a service provider's in your house. But I forgot about it and the zero res guy was up there and must have, he saw my stuff. He saw my stuff. Whenever we would have someone come to clean our home or if we're staying in a hotel, I always clean the room before the maid comes. Always. I don't want them to walk in and have it be a total disaster. Now, I I won't fully make the beds, but I will pull everything back up. I know they're going to have to change it, and they probably don't because they see that I've fixed the Uh bed somewhat. (laughs) But I always tidy up. I put our stuff away. I just I want to make it just as little effort as possible so they can get in there and the time they have allotted they could use on disinfecting or whatever but if when we had someone come over to clean our house we always clean up beforehand like always i want to make sure all the clothes are put away everything's done so it's easy then that's just that's just a time saving thing Laura does that with the bathrooms we're getting our house clean today and last night she's sitting there straightening up the bathrooms she kind of does the same thing it's, it's weird how we work like that yeah but rick just says my wife and i have two mannequins in our living room dressed in halloween costumes one of which is Darth Vader. Yeah, Rick, I would definitely want some explaining if I showed up and be like, okay, tell me what is this all about? Uh, this one says, my best friend's parents used to feed their dogs with a fork, their fork, while they're eating. Oh, I mean, you let them kiss you on the mouth, right? <laughs>
It's, yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> I'll let Jax and Zoe lick my egg plate on the weekends. I put it down on the floor for them to lick. And then the, the plate goes to the dishwasher and everything gets cleaned up. But... I don't know. <laughs> Something about the fork. It's, Something about the fork, you know? I, I, whenever I had an ice cream cone, I'd always let my dog have a couple licks of it. He loved it. Uh-huh. It was such a treat for him. But now I think about it, I'm like, that's disgusting. <laughs> Why did I do that? They're family members. They're like a child to <laughs> us. Coming up here in the dirt. Now, when it comes to the Super Bowl, Dr. Dre could he could lose millions. I'll explain why right around 7.15. The Killeroy Justin Bieber stay on Mix 94.1. We never gossip. Or would we? Let's go. Time for the Daily Dirt on Mix 94.1. The Super Bowl halftime show promises to be one of the most spectacular yet. And it's pretty much thanks to Dr. Dre. Now, the stakes are high because if COVID somehow kills the show, Dr. Dre could lose millions. Now, the show will be filled with huge stars, including Eminem, Snoop, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige. TMZ says Dre is fronting most of the money necessary to pull off the event, and that cost is in the millions of dollars. Now, Dre has event cancellation insurance to cover if something causes the show to be canceled. The problem is there's an exclusion for COVID. So TMZ says their provision is is called a communicable disease exemption, and it's been around for years, ever since SARS. Well, COVID is part of that exemption, which means the insurance policy will not cover Dre's losses if for some reason the show is 86. Now, TMZ says the show should go on as planned. There's cautious optimism about the Omicron that's going to peak later this month. And the Super Bowl is set for February 13th. So things should still be good. And then there's rumblings and stuff. For some reason, if they can't have it in L.A., they might move it to Dallas. And also, there's some rumors going around that maybe Vegas would get the Super Bowl as well. Yeah, that's uh, that's the rumor. So, I, I mean... It, it, that would be a shame if that happened, but I I feel like they're going to find a way yeah, to I think, make it work. I think, if anything, they'd move it before not having it in L.A. Yeah. Dallas or come here to Las Vegas. A Chris Noth, Mr. Big cameo in the finale of And Just Like That has been scrapped because of the sexual misconduct allegations against him. Are you still watching that? Watching the Sex and City reboot? Are you watching it? Um. I, I think I'm up to date. I, maybe they recently came out with a new one, but yeah, I'm still watching it. If you missed it, last month, Chris was accused of sexual assault by four women who detail, uh, detailed separate incidents in 2002, 2004, 2010, and 2015. The accusations came a week after he reprised his role as Mr. Big, and he was also dropped by his agency and has been fired from CBS, the show The Equalizer that he was on, where he was a main cast member. And of course, he denies all the accusations, but he's not in a good way right now. Oh, that's... That's too bad, man. Karate Kid Part 3. You, you into it? You finished it, you said? Cobra Kai? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Cobra yeah, Kai. Yeah, I, it was really good. It was, I, it's so cheesy, but I loved it. Is I that loved it. Season 3 we're on with that? or um, Is it 3 or 4? I Gosh, I've lost track. But yeah, it was good. There was a couple surprises. I don't want to give anything away, but there were some surprises. That I was like, no way. Are you kidding me? It was uh, it was good. I liked it. Well, Ralph Macchio got to keep the yellow wax on, wax off 1947 Ford after filming wrapped on Karate Kid Part 3. He revealed this last night on Stephen Colbert. And he says, thanks to the Cobra Kai showrunners, it's been restored to its former glory. And can we talk about Ralph Macchio, how young the guy looks? He looks amazing. Yeah, he does. He looks, he looks the same. Um, there is some... Faces that return from the past on on this season too. It was just yeah, it was really good. I liked it. Take a listen to this. I think this sounds pretty cool. Travis Barker added some rock drums to Adele's "Easy on Me." Tell me what you think of this version from Travis Barker. Oh, 
That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. He's such a great drummer, too. We have next hour, we're doing Heads Up right around 825. And when you win Heads Up, we got tickets for you to go see Sebastian Maniscalco. That's this Saturday at Encore Theater at Wynn. It's Mix 94.1. Mix 94.1, it is Mercedes in the morning. Have you ever been so embarrassed by your parent? Mother, father, maybe even a grandpa, grandma, whatever. When did you get embarrassed by... Uh, a parent, 702-364-9400. So this Boston mom, I think this is actually adorable. She um, she was diagnosed with cancer, and she is now looking for a date for her daughter. She she wants to, well, you know, she doesn't know how much time she has. She's hoping for the best, but she says, I want my daughter to find a boyfriend. So what she did is she she got she bought a billboard in Times Square for the next month. And it says, date my daughter on it. And she dry, and she describes her daughter as easygoing. She, she says she hopes to be around. And it would really make her happy to see her 30-year-old daughter settled as well. Um, and she says that this is just a, a project that's going to keep her uh, busy. And she just wants the right guy to come across and, and, and show her true love so she can, she can rest easy. That is that is very sweet. It is. That is very sweet. But uh, there is an embarrassing aspect to it as well. You're the daughter, and yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, my mom is advertising to come date me. So when did when did a parent embarrass you? 702-364-9400. Or maybe you're the parent now, and do you intentionally try to embarrass your kids? Like, I get such a kick out of it. I, I love embarrassing my kids. So parents are do, you're doing this by design, then. It's, it's kind of a thrill, then. Yeah, like, like you drop your kids off, and I'll just be like, I love you. And they're like, oh, my <laughs> gosh. Stop. Oh, my daughter's on the phone to talk oh, about how embarrassing. Convenient. Look at this. Um, <laughs> hi, Brooklyn. Hi. Do I embarrass you when I drop you off and tell you how much I love you in front of everyone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn, did she did she do it often and, and what's your response when she does it to you? When like when she does drop me off, I'm always like, Love you too, but and I like try and like get away like as fast as possible. What why? I mean I'm telling you how much I love you and you're embarrassed by that. How rude. How rude. How how else do I, I embarrass love you but it's when you say it loudly, it's... Wait, just, can, just, can we just pause the world right now? Like, like Brooklyn, when did you become this young woman on this phone right now? This is, what is going on? Mercedes, what's I, happening? I know. Sophie was so on yesterday. I mean, your daughters are so mature, so beautiful, so smart. But Brooklyn, I think it's the first time I've heard your voice, uh, voice in a couple of months. And you just sound like the most beautiful young woman ever. Thank you. Now you're embarrassing her. <laughs> What's the truth? I just haven't heard her in a, in a while. Wow. I know. Your kids are growing up, it's, Mercedes. It's, I know. I know. It's it's crazy. Hey, so when when who embarrasses you more, me or your dad? Probably you. What? Oh, I oh. thought she'd say Matt. So did I. <laughs> oh my gosh. How do I? What else do I do to embarrass you? Well, yours is more like indirectly because like at will always get like people coming up to me and I just be like oh your mom talked about you like yesterday someone came up to me and was like oh yeah your mom was like saying how you cleaned out your room over break and how much you like shoes 
Wow. Brooklyn, that's what you say. You're, t- t- you're t- think of another Brooklyn. <laughs> but what do you mean? The other Brooklyn in school, not me. Would you prefer I not speak of you on the radio? No. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm fine with it, but it's just, like, funny when people come up to me. Well, you know, like, you know people are going to do that now. my mom. But they're like, um, um, I heard you on the radio this morning, Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're probably listening right now. Okay, let's ease up on mom here, and let's uh, put the focus on dad for a second. What's the embarrassing thing that your dad does to you? Um, he doesn't embarrass me a lot, actually. This is they're really... both really good with it. Oh wow, I'm I'm kind of insulted that he does not do as much damage as I do. How would you describe Brooklyn, your 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 dad's musical taste? Well. He's more of like, just like in public. My mom is like indirect. Oh, embarrassment or musical taste? We're talking music. Like, describe dad's music. Oh, Metallica, Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Hip, cool. Um, Bia, definitely Bia. What? <laughs> he loves Bia. Who? <laughs> She's a rapper. Oh, oh, I thought she said something else at first. Yeah. Okay, and then um, what? what's mine? Yours, like, I feel like Olivia Rodrigo, BTS. <laughs> um, I know you like ABCDEFU. <laughs> we played that um, yesterday. That was a good song. And what's yours? Megan Thee Stallion, uh, Travis Scott, Don Tolliver. Yeah, she's a little my little hip hop queen here. Really? <laughs> I mean, Brooklyn are the days of Brooklyn theater gone. Can we can we come back to that maybe at some point in twenty twenty two, or are we past that? I could probably write a script about something if you guys wanted me to. Watch it be. It's gonna be all mature though. <laughs> it's gonna be a drama. Yeah, it really is. It's gonna be heavy stuff. I just remember. I'll never forget the when you wrote it for Dunkirk. Do you remember your signature line from Dunkirk? Dunkirk. <laughs> That was my favorite one ever, Dunkirk. Hold on, let's do this. Please just engage me. I'm having too much fun. But let's, you know, Taylor Swift is Taylor Swift is redoing all of her stuff. So, Brooklyn, I want you to redo some of your classic lines that we have on the show. Hold on one second, okay? Talk to her for a second. Mercedes. Okay, so we're going to look up some of your classic uh, lines that we have in our system here. And we'll do we'll do um, the regular version and then Brooklyn's version. This yes. is the new uh-huh. and improved one that you own the rights to, okay? Are you ready for this? Okay. okay, hold on okay. a second. Let me uh, let me kill this music bed here. Okay. And let me push some buttons in here. <laughs> this so, is Brooklyn's version of. Uh, here is the first one. Um, Dun card. Okay, and Brooklyn's version. Dun card. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on one second here. Next one. I'll have the Pinot Noir, please. Okay, and Brooklyn's version. May I have the Pinot Noir, please? <laughs> <laughs> And then I've got one more here. This is apparently your motto. Hold on one second. Being nice is my game. Being rude is lame. Okay, Brooklyn's version. Being nice is my game. Being mean is lame. Oh, Oh, my gosh. My baby. Hey, Brooklyn, just so you know, they're definitely going to be talking about your school today. <laughs> and then say hi to all your little friends. She makes fun of me because I call them her little oh, friends. they're not little. <laughs> all right. I love you. 
Okay, bye. Wait, one more time. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Brooklyn. <laughs> See you later. Wow. Oh, man. I think the last time I spoke to Brooklyn, Brooklyn was, was in the 4th of July parade. Or maybe she popped on the show for a second. But to, vocally, she sounds so mature. I know. And I, it's and she's got the attitude sometimes, too. <laughs> I, we picked up on it. <laughs> she, we got a taste of it. She was, she's great, though. Like that. That is just, it's so weird to hear those next to each other. What, oh, what yeah. the heck happened? Right there. They're lying today, the oh. by the way. You play them again. Up next is the hot three. What do you have for us? Okay, we are going to talk about the average American. What do we worry about six times a day? Are you in this category? We'll talk about that. Also, what are the worst social media apps for your sleep? And a woman got married in Vegas, and she didn't marry um, a person. She married something else. We'll tell you what it was coming up next in the hot three. Bring it back. Thank you, Ed Sheeran Shivers. It's Mix 94.1. Mercedes in the morning. The latest from Adele. Oh, my God. Coming up right after the Hot 3. Here we go. It's time for the Mercedes Hot 3 on Mix 94.1. The Hot 3 is brought to you by attorney Paul Powell. More lawyer, less fee. How many times a day do you think you worry about your finances? The average American worries about them six times per day. A new poll shows how people feel about their finances and it, it finds it it really kind of is generational um millennials they focus on their finances more than any other generation followed by um gen z and then gen x baby boomers focus the least about about it but then also let's talk about saving and investing and stuff gen z respondents seem to start investing in their savings earlier than any other generation, which is great. It's like they learned the results. Finally, were, someone's catching on, yeah, right? Yeah, forty-two percent of Gen Zers started or plan to start saving by age twenty-five. That was compared to just twenty-eight percent of millennials, twenty-four percent of Gen X, and seventeen percent of boomers. And the survey also looked at financial anxieties and the biggest hurdles that each generation faces when it comes to finances with money being the top source of anxiety the the data revealed that 43 percent of uh, people say they would give up drinking alcohol for five years just so they could retire today while three in ten would give up intimacy or um 30 percent would also give up their friendships in order to uh, retire early. <laughs> I don't need to be a friend. I get to retire. <laughs> I can enjoy myself by myself. I just wish I would have, like, I remember, like, in my 20s, hearing about 401k. I'm like, what? You're going to take money out of my paycheck? And I can't get that money till I'm you know, 65 or whatever? I'm like, no, I don't know. I want my money now. I just I just wish I would have been more invested in that stuff in my 20s. Yeah, especially, like, if your company matches it. Yeah. And, and then they're basically just giving you free money. It's like, why? Why didn't I do that? And I could have wrapped my head around it. I'm like, you're yeah. giving me the money? But no, I, I can't touch that money. So you're not giving it to me right now? It's just my... I just... I was so involved in other things, I wasn't paying attention to that stuff, and that's that's my advice. If you're, if you're in your early 20s, start paying attention to that yeah, stuff. Max out on all that stuff, yeah. too. Give the, as much as you can. Like Just pretend like you never had it in the first place, and then you'll be pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. That day will come, yeah. Also this morning, if you were tired today, using your phone in bed last night might have something to do with it. 78% of Americans now admit to using their phone right up until the moment they're ready to go to sleep. A lot of that time is spent on social media, so a site called sleepjunkie.com, wanted to see which apps mess with our sleep the most. Not while using them, but after using them. They wanted to see how long it took to fall asleep after using different social media apps. And the worst offender was TikTok. 
they assigned people specific apps to use in bed and had them wear smartwatches to track when they fell asleep. And TikTok users took the longest, an average of one hour and seven minutes to fall asleep. That's compared to 25 minutes for people who didn't use their phones in bed. And TikTokers also got less REM sleep than anyone else. Instagram was next at 58 minutes, then Snapchat, 56 minutes. Twitter was at 50 minutes, and then Facebook was in fifth place at 45 minutes. Um, there were some other ones on here, Tumblr, Pinterest, Reddit, WhatsApp, and, and YouTube, but they were they were lower than the others. So don't, don't TikTok and go to bed. You're not going to fall asleep, and you're not going to get good quality sleep. I'm, I'm definitely on social media, but TikTok is not, not one of the things I, I go to. And there was a, a brief time where Laura was checking out, watching TikTok videos. Now, has this happened to you? She would do that late before she went to bed. She'd watch a TikTok, and she'd get sucked down the TikTok rabbit hole of watching a bunch of stuff. But then the TikTok, she'd have dreams with the TikTok songs. Yeah, I, I find myself quoting like TikTok sayings mm-hmm. a lot. And it's re- just like the whole Cardi B thing this morning. That's from TikTok. And uh, it, it, it's like you probably didn't get the joke because you're not on there. And that's why I was like, what is that? Like, uh, or or lately I've been saying, must be nice. Like, Steph, do you know that one? must be nice yes and i was just <laughs> quoting tiktok in the bathroom because i hate when the toilet seat covers fall into the toilet the worst. it is the worst and we ran out in the stall i was in and so i had to use toilet paper but the tiktok i was quoting was oh no i hope i don't fall <laughs> oh no i hope i don't fall <laughs> i don't I have no idea what that means but it just sounds so funny when you say it or if i drop something or break something i go oh no our table it's broken. <laughs> like these are all TikTok things. So I agree. It's really infiltrated it gets in our you. life. It's really bad. Okay, finally this morning, you know how many kids say things like, Well, if you love it so much, then why don't you marry it? Or I don't think kids say that anymore. But you know, back in the day. <laughs> well, there's a woman in California named Kitten Sarah, and she loves the color pink. She loves it so much that she married it. For real. The color pink. The ceremony went down at the Little White Wedding Chapel here in Las Vegas on Saturday. She says she's been wearing pink exclusively for 40 years. And the idea of marrying the color actually did come from some sarcastic kid two years ago. He came up to her on a skateboard and said, wow, you love pink, right? You love it so much. Why don't you marry it? This was two years ago. She said that that made her think, hey, maybe this kid is on to something. So she carried around a giant pink color swatch for the ceremony. And she's the first person to marry a color. Not that we are shocked to hear that. I, you know, I kind of suspected she might be the first person to marry a color. But she looked absolutely beautiful in her pink dress with her her pink swatch. And all her guests were wearing pink also um but she married she married the color pink so if anyone is wearing it i'm gonna let her know she's they're cheating on you <laughs> and then also do it hey she married pink not the singer the color the color the color there's a difference there so don't worry <laughs> carrie hart <laughs> yeah your, your wife's not too timing on you we are just 15 days away from the start of adele's residency this is gonna be big here she is adele it's oh my god it's mix 94.1 it's mercedes in the morning was awkward this almost got really awkward because i couldn't find our link to live stream this and we're all set ready to go if you want to see 
us play That Was Awkward. We are on Facebook live stream right now, setting things up, trying to get things organized here. Oh, my goodness. Were you as frazzled as I was? You get, get a little turned around. Steph sets up the link every day, sends it out. We, we sign on. We get dialed in and ready to go. But here we are. Two of us are going to do something awkward. One of us is going to say, no, two of us are going to say something awkward. One of us is going to do something awkward. And we've all pre-selected what we've got here. So everyone take a look. Uh Uh, I just know what you got based on that reaction. I got to do this. Yes. JC and I, we got say this is. So sometimes I do like doing the do this is more than the say this is though. Well, yeah, sometimes they're easier. Actually, because sometimes the say this are, are worse. Personally, I I've had some pretty bad say this. Is I wish I could take. Yeah, back. We all come out in awkward situations yeah. yes. after this game. There's no real winner or loser in this one. It's just a lot of fun. Okay, someone. I'm gonna. I'll go first. Okay. Someone pick a number for me. One through five. Four. Okay. One, two, three, four. Um, ramble on about a nerdy topic you're really into, as if anyone cares. <laughs> Oh, wow. This, I mean, isn't that what this show is about? Yeah. <laughs> isn't that what I do every single day? Um, ramble on about a nerdy topic. Uh, let me think. Okay. Well, I just started Power Zone Training. And Power Zone Training is a program on Peloton, on the Peloton app. And it is a way for you to measure your power zones. What are power zones? Well, we when we work out, there are seven power zones. And one is just working out. You could do this all day. It's nothing. Two, it gets worse and worse. And like, so I'm trying to build my power zones right now. And I took my my power zone test two days ago. And now I'm just working on building up my power zones. Uh, I have to take certain classes, certain days. I have to take rest on certain days. Um, I, I really like Olivia D'Amato. She's like my favorite instructor for the power zone training. And so, yeah, that's, yeah, I rambled on long enough. That was boring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you did it though. Right when you started with power zones and Peloton, I was like, oh. I, I figured no one would care. About I, I, started, I started doodling. You did? I thought you were taking notes, JC. <laughs> so like, wow. again, it's like regular conversation on the show where JC does not pay attention to me. Look at you. All right. I was actually really intrigued by it. God's honest truth. <laughs> it's it's not that exciting, please. Um, what's okay? Pick a number one through five, but not four. JC, you pick it for me. Um, I'll pick number two. All right, that was my number in high school. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Oh. Snort like a pig. <laughs> well, that was <laughs> that's kind of a do this, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is. And, but, but it's, it's audio, a, it's all I, a guess, say this I guess. Part. Yeah. yeah. So okay, snort like a pig, JC. <laughs> How does it? <laughs> It sounds awful. I mean, we're, we're, this is tune out radio is what we're doing this morning. Someone's tuning in right now in the air. Why don't you? Oink, oink, yeah, oink, 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 oink. But you oink. don't know how to really snort like a pig. How does a pig snort? Well, then I'd be. Doing I gotta hear. Sure, you gotta hear. Am I not doing it? <laughs> you can't do I'm it. Start talking. Go on, go on. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not gonna do it. I always get Mercedes to do it. I'm I know. Like, okay, I'm not doing it. And she does it. <laughs> All right. Enough is enough. Oh my gosh. We're over two of I audio know, sounds here. I know. Okay, Steph. Um, now I have four cards. I have one left over from the the creators of the game that they sent over. So that has a number assigned to it. So just give me a number. Okay. Let's do three. 
three. That was not the number that they had. Oh. But here is number. Th- okay. Okay. Wait. So the one, two, three. This one. Okay. <laughs> Casually remove one item that you're wearing and put it on the person to your left. <laughs> So who's on your left? Is it me? You (laughs) are. Okay, so how would we do this? Do you want me to go in there or do you want to come in here? Well, let's put on our masks first of all. Yes, of course. What, can so, you let me know what the item is that yeah. you're going to be removing? I'm going to put on my shoe. Take off my shoe. So then Mercedes, you got to put her shoe on? What size shoe do you wear? Uh, I wear a size 8. Okay. It's going to be tied on me because I wear an 8.5 or 9. You do? Okay. I'm putting on my mask. I'll okay. go in there, Mercedes. So I'll widen this screen on you so we can see us clearly on Facebook Live. Okay. So oh, Steph is coming in. I'm coming in. And she is going to. She's got to remove her shoe. And put it on me. You, if you're on Facebook, you can see the door. Um, let's do your right shoe. Right shoe. Okay. Okay. So hold it up. Hold it up so we can see it. Do you like my socks? Oh, those way? are cool. Those are Nike, aren't they? Yeah, I've seen those ones. <laughs> I've seen those. They're both in Mercedes Studio. Both with masks. Okay. Safety first. I took off my show. Oh, what's your man? You have some fancy <laughs> shoes. Is, is alligator skin? What was that, Mercedes? <laughs> hold it up. Hold on, let's see Mercedes shoe for a second. What is that? That's a, a, a dunk. Is it alligator skin? No, it's patent. No, oh, it looks really cool. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You guys have your fancy shoes in there. Okay, what does Steph have? Steph has a boot. Oh, she's got a boot. Oh, yeah. Is that my boot? That looks like JC's boot. What did you say? I love it, Steph. I, I, oh, you have to put it on. Oh, me. I have to put it on. Oh, okay. well, like, like Snow White in there. She's wearing a right side sock, too. Oh, it is a little tight, huh? Oh, I think you can do Oh, I got a fit. Oh, it looks good. Fit? Yes. Okay, push it in. It fits! Do I tie it too? <laughs> She's Cinderella! <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, you look cute! Ta da! Look at that! Do, 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 do. They do look good. Now stand up. Let's see the, let's see the height difference. Are you, are you lopsided now? Yes. Here's the height difference. <laughs> Now, I think that part two is you have to wear that for the rest of the day. was part two of the do this. <laughs> All right, I'll uh, unlace you. Okay, I can unlace it. You you got it? Here you All go. Right. All right, you did your job. Congratulations. <laughs> and I'll put my shoe on later. So there we go. She did. That was so awkward. It was good, though. But you actually, your shoes fit me perfectly. Yeah. I like those boots. You and you and JC are twins now. What the heck? I think I do. Are those your gray boots? I got my gray ones on too, yeah. Steph. We're, we're boot twins today. <laughs> She's going back into her studio now. Though. Steph, I think we're we're boot twins. She does in her head. There you go. Let's see. Let me uh, put the screen so I can see you better. Got my. Oh wow! Well, we only see the bottom yeah. of your boot, JC. <laughs> Do a little twisty turny with your shoe. Oh, we're, we are matchies. Oh, my gosh. You totally are matchies. <laughs> you know what's funny is I feel like my shoe collection is a mixture of both Mercedes and JC's <laughs> because I have boots that look like JC, and then I have, like, Dunks and Nike stuff, like, like Air Maxes. Here's my, here's, yep. here's the mom. JC's JC the dad. Yep. Yes. And then look what came out of it. Mom and dad. Yes. <laughs> it's Steph. <laughs> I love it. That was fantastic. That was good. That was, that was a lot of fun okay, there. Okay, at least it went up. That was awkward. <laughs> start, a rough start ended ended up much better. But I always just think when someone just tunes in at that moment, not knowing what's going yeah, on. Like, what is this? It sounds like a pig rambling on about something. You guys are swapping <laughs> shoes. It's That was awkward. We do it every Thursday at 8 a.m. And still to come this hour, 825, you get your tickets to go see Sebastian Maniscalco. That's this Saturday at Encore Theater over at Wynn. Those tickets are yours when you win. Heads up.
We do it every day. We go 60-plus minutes commercial-free. No commercials until 9.30. And in just about five minutes here, we've got your tickets. When you win, heads up. We've got your tickets to go see Sebastian Maniscalco. That's this Saturday over at Encore Theater at Wynn. Are you in this group of people? When, when I say, when I ask you, what is it that makes you cranky? Like, there, we all have a trigger that it's just when this happens, you automatically get cranky. What is it for you? Uh, a new poll says that 57% of women, but only 40% of men say they are cranky and more easily annoyed when they're sleep deprived. Sleep deprivation makes us cranky, but I love how it's more women than men. <laughs> and, and that's mine is similar to that. It has to do with sleep. It's not exactly being sleep deprived. I think I can function on very little sleep and I can be happy and not not upset. But uh, what is that one thing that will make you it will make you go from happy to cranky? In a second, it could be something little. It could be a big thing. Sleep wise, whatever. 702-364-9400. For me, it's when I'm sleeping and someone wakes me up. I get so cranky. I hate being woken up by someone. Like if I fall asleep on the couch and then my husband like shakes me like, hey, are you sleeping? Yes, I'm sleeping. What, why are you waking me up? And then I'm I'm cranky for at least an hour after the fact. And why do spouses and people do that? Because Laura will do that to me as well. If, if we're watching a show and I start to fall asleep, she'll wake me up. And, and sometimes because I'm snoring. I, I'm, I'm guessing my snoring is interfering with watching TV. But same thing. You're sleeping. I'm like, I know. I'm tired. I was enjoying that little thing. And then it, it, it takes me a little bit to fall back asleep. Or sometimes I'll go up to bed because I'll, I'll be the same way. They'll just say... Switch will go off and like ah, it just something happens inside you. Yeah, being woken up is the worst. And and when I have to wake up my kids, I try to do it in the nicest manner. Have you ever noticed? Like, didn't your mom have like a nice way she woke you up? Because my mom would come in and she'd sing a song and she'd rub my arms. And she sing good morning, good morning to you. And I was like, oh, okay, this is okay. And so now I go in, and I'm quiet, and I start rubbing their leg. I'm like, good morning, my love. Good morning, my love. I love you. And I try to be so gentle just so because I know how it feels to be abruptly woken up. And that is not fun. It's a game changer because a lot of times I'll wake Laura up in the morning. Like this morning, she had to get up at five. And so I woke her. She doesn't like the alarm clock. So I, I had to wake her up and I'll do the same thing. I'll I'll open the bedroom door. Laura. I use her nickname, but that I would say to our, our private little nickname, but, you know, Laura. Laura, I get a little bit louder, and I got Jax. I'm holding Jax, and Jax starts to whine a little bit because he wants to go see mom. I'm like, you ready for Jaxy Barry? You ready for Jax? And she'll be like, oh, okay, okay. And then I release Jax, and he jumps up on, on the bed and starts cuddling with her. And it's much better than that. Yes. Alarm you and I have to do every morning. Now, um, two questions. What is the thing that makes you instantly, instantly ache or just gets you so, so cranky? And two, did your mom have a song? Or a way that she would wake you up. 702-364-9400. Let's talk to you, Jennifer. Jennifer, what is it for you? Uh, when I am hungry, I am the devil. <laughs> that, I will be a hangry, hangry mess. That is so true for so many people. And I really think it's so a, a chemical imbalance. Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, that low blood sugar really just kind of changes you. And, and you can't. 
You can't help it. Yes, exactly. Nasty. You're just nasty to everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's like once you take a bite of something, it's like, ah, back to normal. It's like the Hulk when he changes to the Hulk (laughs) and then he he changes back. It's okay. I'll I'll tell I'll tell Laura that too. I'm like, I'm I'm just hangry. Let let me eat. Let me eat. Then we can talk after I'm done eating. Then after I get some food in me, even if it's like a slice of bread or something, get home from work just starving, put something in my belly. It changes my whole outlook. Yeah, it's it's a total, total reversal when you do that. Okay, uh, let's talk to, I think this is Robert. Robert, what was the way that your mom used to wake you up? She would uh, always, like, right after she took the shower, she'd drip her wet hair on my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a lovely way. <laughs> I bet you love that, huh? No. (laughs) My grandpa used to do that. You just reminded me of uh, he would when we were staying over at their house, he'd come and wake up all the grandkids by rubbing before he shaved in the morning. He'd rub his stubbly face against (laughs) our face. He'd be like, get up. Ah!" And we're like, ah, (laughs) now I have like this burning sensation on my face. (laughs) My mind went somewhere else at first. Like, grandpa, get out of here. Oh, God, no. (laughs) Uh, This one says, I sing my babies. You are my sunshine when I wake them up. Badly, but I do sing. And then this one says, my kids fighting makes me cranky. I can go from happy to angry in a snap. Yeah, that's a big trigger, too. Mm. Just anyone fighting. Like, stop. (laughs) I need my peace. Time to win right now. We're looking for caller 20 at 702-364-9400. You're caller 20. You get to play heads up. And this is a really fun prize for you. We have a pair of tickets for you to go check out. Sebastian Maniscalco. He's going to be over at the Encore Theater at Wynn Las Vegas on January 8th this weekend. And if you want to go, all you got to do is be caller 20. Pick your category, pick your partner, and if you get six answers in 60 seconds, you're going to go see him. Caller 20, you're playing 702-364-9400. Justin Bieber, Ghost, it's Mix 94.1, Mercedes in the Morning. It's time for Heads Up with Mercedes in the Morning on Mix 94.1. Hey, Derek, you're Caller 20. You ready to play Heads Up? Yeah, absolutely. All right. We want to get you these tickets to see Sebastian Maniscalco. We have two categories for you to choose from. Do you want to go with tech gadgets or sci-fi? Let's go tech gadgets. Tech gadgets it is. National Technology Day is today, actually. So these are all different types of tech gadgets. Who do you want to pick as your partner this morning? Uh, let's roll with Mercedes. Okay. All right, Derek, buddy, you got 60 seconds on the clock. You get six correct, and you'll go see Sebastian Maniscalco this weekend. And you two start now. A singer sings into one of these. Microphone? Yes. You take a picture with one of these. Camera? Yes. This is when you're on your computer, you use one of these to move the arrow. Mouse? Yes. This is when you want a document... In your hand, you have to um, do this from the computer. You have to use. You, you, uh, yeah, what is it called that you use? Uh, Twitter. Yes. This is, um, if you have like direct TV, you have one of these on the side. Uh, oh, no, you, you, you beam up to one of these in the sky. A satellite. Yes. Um, I'm going to pass on that one. If I call you, I call you on a phone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice work. Let's go. Derek, I mean, you were just like, boom, 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 boom. I'm seeing Sebastian Maniscalco. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for listening, Derek. You're all set. And if you want to see Sebastian Maniscalco, we'll have those tickets again tomorrow morning, Friday morning, 825, when you win Heads Up. It's Mix 94.1. Mix 94.1. 
Mercedes in the morning. It's 832. Whoa. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I I would feel very awkward about this. Steph had, I, I, I wouldn't call it a run-in, right? But you had an awkward moment with one of your friend's spouses? It was actually my sister-in-law's boyfriend. Oh, gosh. <sighs> Worse. Right. And <laughs> we were, me and my husband, James, uh, we were visiting his sister, Christine, and her boyfriend, Kirk. They just got a new place at the in, in San Francisco, so we're really excited to see them. And one of the things that we love to do together is play beer pong against each other. <laughs> it's just like one of our college moments we like to relive, and we get very competitive. It's really, really fun. So me and James always play against Christine and Kirk. And we said, you know what? Let's switch it up tonight. Mm-hmm. Let's switch up the partners. So we all pulled from a hat. Like, okay, the even numbers are together, and all the odd numbers go together. And then Coincidentally enough, I was with Kirk. And me and Kirk go way back. We're really good friends. I've actually known Kirk longer than I've known my husband, James. So um, we're like, yeah, it's on. Let's go. We're all in a competitive mood. And me and Kirk, we were killing it at beer pong. We're like, yeah, yeah, same cup and everything. So one moment, we made the same cup. I made it first, and I'm celebrating. Yeah, yeah. He makes it. Same cup. We're like, yeah, let's do it. So we went to go high five. And after I high fived, I turned around really quick just to go back to my spot. When I turned around, he wasn't done celebrating. He went to go pat me on the back, but he went a little too low. Oh. And he hit the top of my left butt cheek. Oh, hey, baby. Kirk has some of the butt outside. Huh? <laughs> and I immediately was like, uh oh. And I just, you know, played it off. Nothing happened. You know, nothing. You know, Slap in the face. Keep your hands to yourself, Kirk. It's <laughs> beer pong, you pervert. No, I would never. <laughs> because I knew it was an accident. Yeah. Right. It wasn't like the full-on booty. It was just the butt cheek <laughs> at the top. So Christine, his girlfriend, James's sister, saw. And he, I saw her face when I turned around to see them. And she was not happy. Oh, I I can imagine. (laughs) Did she say anything? So I think Kirk saw her face and immediately went to the other side of the table. And he said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she's like, this is not okay. But they were having a conversation between themselves. Meanwhile, James is on the other side dancing. He hasn't seen nothing. He's oh. all good. Wait, was it that much of a slap where, where he had to go apologize to his girlfriend over accidentally touching her butt? But see, that's the thing. I didn't see his face or his body motion because my back was towards him. Uh-huh. So Christine saw everything. I knew it was an accident. I knew that he didn't purposely was like, hey, yeah. baby, what's up? No, it was one of those things. But I think in the moment, we're all a little bit under the influence. This is also the night that I got really wasted and the why I'm doing dry January because we got so excited <laughs> to see each other and with all the shots. But in this case, when that happened, I immediately thought, okay, maybe she's upset because we're winning. You know, let's not assume mm-hmm. here. We're doing really good. But then when he said, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, it was just the side. I instantly knew. Oh, so she was really upset. Did you ever address it with her or anything? So I was a little too nervous to make. I didn't want to make the situation more than what it was. I wanted it to be like, hey, we're having a great weekend. We haven't seen each other in a long time. Let me not bring it up. Plus, we were celebrating her birthday. So I didn't want to, you know, ruin her birthday weekend. So after the weekend happened, I actually told James about it because I was holding it in. I was all to myself. Oh, I have to let this. I have to let it out. I got to tell James. So when I told James, he goes, really? That happened? 
It's all, you know, little misunderstanding. And I told him, I don't know if I should approach Christine about this because this is one of those things that I don't think it's that big of a deal. But maybe in this case, she should be a little bit talked to because she was upset. Did you, can I ask you a question? Did you and Kirk ever date? No. Me and Kirk never dated. Did you, don't you think Christine, see, that's a little over uh, overreacting for an accidental butt slap? She's, it seems like she is, but maybe alcohol had something to do with it? I think. I know I overreact when yeah, I have some true, alcohol. Yeah, good point, yeah. I think al- alcohol Not like you overreact, but many people in general yeah. overreact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But right. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, you do. No, I, mean, I think everyone in general have a couple cocktails in you, and you're, you're a different person. So um, eventually, James hit up Christine and said, hey, Steph told me about the situation. Just maybe pretty genuinely, hey, it's, it's an accident. Nothing's, everything's okay, right? And she eventually said, no, I was more upset at the fact that... It was for Steph. Like, you shouldn't be doing that for Steph. And I was trying to fend up for Steph. So that's the way she framed it to be. She eventually texted me saying, hey, um, I wanted to talk to you about New Year's Eve. Seriously, it's not a big deal to me. I was more worried about you. And I was actually thinking of Kirk reaching out to you to apologize. And I said, hey, Christine, it's no big deal. It all was in the moment. I was more mortified after the fact than it was during the moment because I saw that interaction. And I was more worried about you and you. And Kirk. Mm-hmm. Oh man! So there. Do you think there's going to be tension next time you guys see each other in person? I honestly want to make a joke about it. I say like, "Hey, if we're going to play beer pong this time, Kirk, I'm not partnered with you." Or, or, <laughs> or say happens. like, "Hey, if you're going to slap me on my butt, make sure you get like the chunk of it. Don't get just the top. Get the get the full hand on the like, cheek." I've been in my squats, man. Come on. How, how did Kirk and James's sister become a couple? So were you like with Kirk friendly with Kirk first and made the introductions? No, actually, I we have a lot of mutual friends. And so James was out in San Diego and I was still here in Vegas. I think it was his mom's birthday weekend and he went to go surprise his mom. And they went out. James and James and Christine went out with all of our friends and he, um, they introduced each other that night. So when I found out that Christine and Kirk were dating, I was over the top because Kirk's like a brother to me. I said, oh, my God, he's going to be in the family. I'm so excited. So it's really cool to have Kirk in the family because we were like brother and sister growing up. Um, but yeah, it's just really funny how this whole thing's working out because oh. all the, the booty cheek <laughs> If it makes you feel any better, I was saying we were leaving a, a bar. We were with a bunch of friends and there was a couple there. I'm She's one of my best friends and we were saying goodbye and I'm like, hug, hug. I think I talked about this before. Kiss on the cheek and whatever. Well, I went to hug her husband and give him a hug. Go to kiss him on the cheek, but he goes to kiss me on the cheek at the same time we ended up full on straight on kissing on the lips and i was like oh and i was like "Mm, bye and they were all staring at us like what the heck and to this day it's still a joke like why did you guys kiss on the lips we're like we don't know that was an accident the fact that you held it for five seconds and then used tongue and stuff yeah like let's not talk about that part (laughs) 30 seconds later everyone's staring like wow that was was accidental Uh oh sorry (laughs) my bad the hot three is up next what do you have for us well the NFL is looking at possibly moving the big game. Now, could Las Vegas be on of destinations? We'll talk about that. Also, people are going on fewer dates during this pandemic. Are you one of those people? And a guy buys his wife identical earrings for, for Christmas, but... There's one difference between each pair. He made her pick which one she wanted. We'll tell you what the difference was and which one she ended up picking. It's kind of funny. Coming up next in the Hot 3. It's 
It's time for the Mercedes Hot 3 on Mitch 94.1. The Hot 3 is brought to you by attorney Paul Powell. More lawyer, less fee. Apparently, the NFL's looking to move the Super Bowl from SoFi Stadium in L.A. to the AT&T Stadium in Arlington if... COVID-19 restrictions become too difficult in L.A. Reports claim that the NFL has had preliminary discussions about moving the big game. The city of Arlington proactively contacted the NFL and offered AT&T Stadium as a destination if L.A. becomes unfeasible. At the moment, L.A. does not have any COVID-19 restrictions. However, with cases escalating in the region with this Omicron variant, it's unknown whether or not they might go back to stricter early pandemic restrictions. But Arlington is not the only place that is being thrown around as a possible destination. Las Vegas has been act- one of the one of the stadiums, Allegiant, that could be a possible destination too. Reports are that there have there has been contact between uh, the two, the NFL and Allegiant, on what if 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 we wanted to move it there. So that there's not a lot of time left. Yeah, <laughs> so play a Super Bowl in one month. The game is on February 13th. So uh, yeah, we've got to pretty much nail this down ASAP. Like, When's that Metallica concert? Oh, that's late February. Try, trying to think, isn't that the weekend of uh, Metallica? Imagine that Metallica, Billy Joel, and the Super Bowl all in the same weekend, but that's end of February. Oh gosh, that would be really hard to turn that all around. <laughs> um, also, this morning, there have been a lot of periods of pseudo-normalcy over the past year, but we're hoping for a lot more of that in 2022, and single people are just raring to go. So the dating app WooDate asked people how their dates and meetups have been recently, and the results are not great. 55% of people said their dating lives are worse than before the pandemic, and 55% of that group says things have not improved as we've moved through, despite the vaccines and places opening up. That said, the survey was conducted roughly a week before Christmas when Omicron really started surging, so it wasn't the most optimistic time, I suppose. Overall, the average number of dates per month per person fell from 4.3 pre-COVID to 3.02 last month. That's 29% fewer dates. This is probably obvious, but the biggest challenges involve planning around pandemic rules and restrictions, including testing requirements, as well as unpredictable hours and availability. Yeah, I'm sure if it was more readily available, would you have your, if you were going on a date, would you have your potential suitor do an at-home test? Yeah, I would. I would. And I would do the same. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I just, they're just impossible to yeah, find. Yeah, you can't find them. I, um, I, I lucked out and I got some on Amazon. They said they weren't going to be here until the 14th of the month. And then three days later, they showed up. They're like... Your package is arriving early. So I was super excited about that. And then I found another website that I ordered a couple from. Still haven't gotten those yet. So um, I just just to have them as backup, we're done testing. Everybody's A-OK now. Um, my husband's totally, well, not totally. He still has a little congestion, yeah. but he's he's back to normal. Today is his day 10. So thankfully that's done. But yeah, just to how you just never know. And now I'm paranoid. I'm like, I sneezed. Oh, you want to go grab the test? <laughs> is I would... that just a cold or is that COVID? Yeah. And if you can find them and good for you, they're hard, they're hard to find out there. Um, I was at, covering CES yesterday. And for all media, when you go to pick up your credentials and everything, they give you an at home test. 
they just give, they gave everyone kiss. I'm like, whoa, look at this. This is a bonus. Thank you very much. I uh, was watching the news and I saw they were talking about having the COVID test optional as you walk in to see Yes, and me, me and my husband go, we should go down there and get some test kits yeah, and just leave. That, that was like, I walked in. She's like, and these are for you. And uh, Lance, our photographer, was there and she, she gives us these kits. I'm like, what is this? She's like, can you get these at-home tests to, to take if you like? I'm like, whoa. Can I have one for my wife? Yeah. I'm going to go back today. Uh, I, you know, I need to uh, see what I can get today. Yeah, yeah. it's jackpot. Uh, finally this morning, is this the most diabolical gift ever? There's a video making the rounds of a guy who got his wife two sets of identical earrings for Christmas, but there was one big difference. One set had real diamonds. The other set had fake diamonds, and she had to choose the ones that she wanted. Even the packaging looked the same. Uh, he, he said he would return the ones that she did not pick. I mean, that's messed up. Does that mean that the quality of diamonds he bought were really bad? Or does that mean that the fake diamonds were really, really good? Oh, that's a good question. But, but I've got the audio of the guy. I, there's something about this. I like the prank aspect, but if he stuck to it and made her pick. And then if, let's say she picks the fake ones, he's taking the real one back. That's a jerk move. I love the whole prank aspect of it. Can you tell the difference between the two? But if he's actually going through with it, that's a jerk move to me. Yeah. Uh... Here's the, here's, let me play, here's the, the setup of the guy uh, talking. To, is it his wife or his girlfriend? This is uh, his wife. Okay, here it is. So one of those are real and one of them are not. You are <laughs> so one, that one goes back. Oh my gosh. So which one? Now, her sister-in-law posted this video. The mm-hmm. whole family thought it was hilarious, especially after she ended up picking the fake ones. Oh! Yeah. Now, it's not clear if he stuck to his guns and returned the real ones or not, but yeah, I agree. If he was like, okay, you get to keep those ones and then take that back, I, I'd i be pretty upset. <laughs> yeah, kind of a mean move right there. But I wonder why she actually picked the fake ones what was it about them that made those stand out to her would you think you could tell the difference what if we did that here in studio we had a pair of uh, real diamonds and fake nice fake diamonds could you tell the difference same with a glass of wine can you tell the difference between a fine glass of wine versus you know a store-bought cheap bottle of wine um on those i can tell the difference if it's like a really really expensive bottle because it tastes i've only had like two super expensive uh, glasses, not even bottles, glasses of wine that was like way out of my price range. And I could definitely tell a difference, okay, but I can't tell a difference between a $12 bottle and a $50 bottle. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I really, I just can't. My, my palate's not that sophisticated diamonds. I don't know if I could, do you think you could? No, I, I could not. What, what about purses? Diamonds, there's no way I'd be able to tell. Cause I, I've seen fake diamonds. Like, Whoa, it looks so good. Like it's fake. Oh, I don't know. What about a about a fake purse? Someone had a fake Louis Vuitton. Can you from, tell the from a distance, no. But if you gave if you gave them to me next to each other and I could feel them and mm-hmm. I could look at stitching and hardware on it, yes, absolutely, I could tell a fake one, one hundred percent. Rolexes, is it true that on a Rolex, the second hand, uh, the second timer is is consistent? It doesn't stop. It's fluid. Yeah, yeah. So the fake the, ones. Yeah, if they tick. Then that's not. And that's a fact, right? Yeah. Please don't look at the watch I bought you. <laughs> Just kidding. This is not a Rolex. It, it, but it was a consistent sweep. Yeah, it was, it was a sweep. sweep. Let's get back into 60 plus minutes commercial free. Coldplay, BTS, My Universe. Olivia Rodrigo, good for you. It's Big 94.1. Mercedes in the morning, and it's time for a little game. Okay. 
What kind of game? This is the Little Kid Match Game. Little Kid Match Game? I've got three clips of an audio of a very cute six-year-old boy. His name is Rocco. And he's reading innocent Christmas lines. But one word has been bleeped. And when you bleep that one word, it sounds like young little Rocco is a young Samuel L. Jackson with his mouth. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so... he. So he's, he is or is not saying bad things? He's saying very nice things, but the way it's bleeped, it sounds like he's, he's getting a little dirty. But I'm going to play okay. the, the bleep version, and then you have to identify what the innocent word he is saying. Okay. Bring Steph in here on this one. Okay, here's the first one. Six-year-old Rocco with his Christmas phrases. Hold on here. Here we go. For Christmas, I got to eat some pudding. <laughs> Can you play it again, please? Absolutely. For Christmas, I got to eat some Pudding. Rocco. Um, I'm going to say Figgy. Figgy? <laughs> like the Fa La 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 song. <laughs> Steph, yeah, do you, you, do you have a guess, Steph? Figgy pudding. I was going to say chocolate. <laughs> For Christmas, I got to eat some pudding. Okay, Rocco, please give us the clean version. For Christmas, I got to eat some Figgy pudding. Wow. Wow. Good job, Mercedes. Wow. Okay. Uh, young I, what is Figgy pudding? Does anyone even know? I don't know. I've it, never had it. It's old timey, isn't it? Not figgy. Figgy pudding. It's a boiled pudding made with flour. What's suet? Oh. I'm gonna Google two things oh, now. Oh, <laughs> it looks like a cake. It doesn't even look like pudding. It looks like a cake. Figgy pudding's a cake. It looks like it. Oh, it does look like a chocolate mousse cake. Oh, I want to try some bleeping pudding. <laughs> <laughs> Next Tuesday we'll do uh, figgy pudding. Okay, here's six-year-old Rocco with the uh, dirty match game. Here we go. My mom baked some holiday cookies that look like. <laughs> uh, I'll play it one more time. Everyone can listen to young little Rocco. My mom baked some holiday cookies that look like. Uh, I'm going to say um, that look like gingerbread men. <laughs> Steph, do you have a guess? Sounds like he's saying that looked like. Santa. Okay, one more time. The bleep version. My mom baked some holiday cookies that look like. And here's the clean version of Young Rocco. My mom baked some holiday cookies that look like Santa. Oh, Aww. Santa. <laughs> How cute. <laughs> Here is the last one. Okay. Remember, these are all clean. Just one little bleep makes it sound a little dirty. Six-year-old Rocco. I was looking at my neighbor's window, and I realized that she had a shaved... Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. Uh... One more time. <laughs> I was looking at my neighbor's window, and I realized that she had a shaved... Okay. Um... Uh... Six-year-old young Rocco. Very innocent boy. I don't even know where to go with that. Um, I'm going to go with Christmas tree. A shaved Christmas, Christmas tree? tree? Yeah, you know, you need to trim it. I'm just going to go with a, <laughs> a shaved head. That she shaved her head. Shaved head. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to play the clean version of six-year-old young Rocco. I was looking at my neighbor's window, and I realized that she had a shaved poodle. The poodle. Oh. Poodle, you guys. Poodle. <laughs> Oh, Rocco. Rocco, don't be looking in other people's windows, yeah. okay? Come on. Seriously, Rocco. What the heck? You look like a six-year-old Rocco. He's checking it out through your windows, you guys. Mercedes in the Mornings, What's Trending? Woo!
Yellowstone is trending this morning. If you don't watch Yellowstone, uh, you're definitely missing out because they just set a new record. The show did for the Paramount Network. The fourth season uh, finale ended with a series high 9.3 million total viewers. If you put that into perspective, that was up 81% from the season three finale, which had 5.2 million viewers. So it just keeps growing the audience for that show. Additionally, Yellowstone was the number one most social show on Sunday. It follows the Dutton family led by John Dutton, who's played by Kevin Costner, who controls the largest contiguous uh, ranch in the United States under constant attack. Great show. Really love it, and have, I know you haven't watched the season finale yet. I think you're going to really enjoy it. I started it last night. Did you? Yeah, I watched the first five minutes and just a little bit too late to finish it. But yeah, I I, I was very happy how the show started, the season finale started. Yeah, it was a good one, and I, I really enjoyed it. Favorite character on the show? Um, I would say probably Beth. I like Beth a lot. Yeah. What about you? Uh, between it's between Rip and John Dutton himself. I do like Rip though. There's something about Rip that is very very attractive. I'm like very, very intrigued by Rip. He's just like a good guy. He is. He's a, he's a solid man. Yeah. He's 100% man. What about John Dutton's voice? That gravelly. I mean, there always be family. Neither here nor there on that. <laughs> Rank them Lloyd, Lloyd, Jimmy, or John Dutton. Which one's Lloyd? Lloyd is the old. Uh, the the old, old guy that yeah. looks like Sam Elliott? Yeah, Sam Elliott okay. wanted to um, Lloyd, Jimmy, or who? Uh, John Dutton. Um, I go John Lloyd Jimmy. Jimmy's annoying to me. Yeah, I don't like the Jimmy, Jimmy storylines. Really annoys me. Jimmy can just go away to another <laughs> ranch and come back. What about the uh, the the rancher that plays the guitar all the time? I don't like him. I don't. Like I don't him trust at all. him. I don't trust him. I don't trust him at all. But imagine you had a friend that always played the guitar too. That'd just be so and annoying. And always came up with a song. <laughs> Like, Play a song for me. Okay, what do you want me to? What song do you want? What do you want me to sing about, JC? Mercedes, sing about the sunshine. Okay, it's a sunny day in LV, and I'm here to be the one that you shine on today. <laughs> if you don't, if that's what he does. On the, this is where I want Lloyd to come in and smash your guitar again. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Smash it. <laughs> uh, also trending this morning is Grammys. As predicted, the Grammy Awards have officially been postponed due to COVID concerns. No new date has been confirmed as of yet, but sources say that the show will probably move to April or May, which would rule out holding it at the Crypto.com Arena because... They traditionally require a 10-day-plus lockout of the venue, and nearly every night has a basketball game, a hockey game, or a concert through mid-April. So what's going to happen? The rumor is they're either going to move it to the Hollywood Bowl, but apparently there are some logistics problems by doing that, or... Now, our city has come up in the conversation, bringing the Grammys to Las Vegas. The Latin Grammys have been held here six out of the last eight years. So is it a possibility that the regular Grammys come out here? We'll have to wait and see, but that that's a possibility. I still don't care for the Grammys, but I'd be really happy if they were in our city because, one, he put the spotlight on Las Vegas on a national stage, and two, also just like the jobs and people that get work from bringing such a big production show into the Valley. Yeah, I wonder if they would 
still have like full audience though you know would yeah. it would it be a toned down version of it um i'm not sure but yeah that would be a great thing for our city that's for sure and then finally this morning crystal pepsi is trending can you believe it's been 30 years since the failure of crystal pepsi uh, a lot of you probably weren't even born when it came out but they're celebrating this milestone by launching a twitter contest where they're asking people to post photos of themselves from the 90s with the hashtag show us your 90s and pepsi sweepstakes now it ends today. 300 winners are going to win some Crystal Pepsi. There's no indication if it'll be made available in stores, but Crystal Pepsi, they were only around, it was only around for about a year in the early 90s and it didn't sell very well. So they just stopped making it. They did bring it back several times in the past few years, but just for, for brief runs on that one. Yeah, I was never a fan when it came out because we talked about this earlier. I would see it. I was thinking a Sprite type flavor when I would drink it. Yeah, and it, it didn't taste like that. Mm. I was thinking if we want to win some, though, Steph posted the picture of me from the golf team, which was in the 90s. And uh, we talked about it in Two Truths and One Lie. So maybe I should just add the hashtags to those photos and see if we can win us some yeah. Pepsi. So there you <laughs> so go. Stop bothering. That's really cool. Marshmallow Jonas Brothers, Mix 94.1. This is Mercedes in the morning. And that is it for us on a Thursday. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We will be back tomorrow. We've got a lot going on. It will be Friday. So, of course, we're going to bring back the Friday Oh Wow Wheel for the first one of 2022. Also, the Friday Rewind. I've missed that one. So we can't wait to bring that back to you. And we'll have our final pair of Sebastian Maniscalco tickets for you. He's coming to town this weekend. And we have one more pair of tickets to give away. So stick around for that. J-Love is coming in next to get you through your midday. So keep it here. And right now it is time for the line of the day. And just like that, baby Brooklyn is a young woman. This morning we did a, a then and now with Brooklyn and a few of her classic sound bites from years past. Take a listen to these. Gun cars. Okay. And Brooklyn's version. Gun cars. <laughs> Got a couple more here. Hold so on. Sad. I know. We'll get sadder. I'll have the Pinot Noir, please. Okay, and Brooklyn's version. May I have the Pinot Noir, please? <laughs> and then the last one here. Being nice is my game. Being rude is lame. Okay, Brooklyn's version. Being nice is my game. Being mean is lame. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Just stop. Just stop this torture. <laughs> I noticed she changed the Pinot Noir thing. She said, may I? She's all polite now, too. Yes, she's, like, her, she's, the manners finally kicked in. <laughs> After all these years. Oh, well, that was great. We love you, Brooklyn. That'll do it for show number 1542 of Mercedes in the Morning. Mercedes in the Morning. Did you miss the show? You're not going to want to miss this, folks. Catch up now. Download the podcast of today's show and get updates now online at Mix941.fm. Mercedes in the Morning returns tomorrow morning. Thank you.